Hey, Sew and Tellers, it's Amanda. I wanted to let you know that this episode of Sew and Tell is brought to you by our friends at FOF. I recently chatted with educator Mickey Hudson about the brand new FOF Admire Air 7000 Serger, and I learned so much. Be sure to stick around for our chat at the end of the show. Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Kate Zeinard. I'm Amanda Carestio. And I'm Meg Healy. Today on the podcast, we are talking home decor sewing with a very special guest, Sadie Fox Metter. Sadie is a designer and columnist for Sew News. She writes our sustainable column, focusing on upcycling and fabric manipulation and all kinds of creative good things. Sadie, Meg, Kate, welcome. How are you all? Doing good. Yay. I must say, Sadie, your articles and projects are my favorite to read in Sew News. I love you're so creative and resourceful, and it's just so awesome to to have your your input in the magazine and stuff. I love everything that you do. Oh, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I've particularly enjoyed working with you, Sadie, over the last um, year with the pandemic. I feel like you do such a good job making creative things with things you already have and reinventing them. And I think that became even more important this year. Absolutely. Yeah. I had a lot of fun doing it too. I will just say too, your earrings and your glasses are just like everything that you're wearing. I love it so much. So Did good. you make you, those earrings that you're wearing? I did make these. Yeah. <gasps> oh, they're, what, what's the material? And they're, they're like a balsa wood. So they're <gasps> super lightweight because I like big, huge earrings, but they can't weigh anything. Oh, mm. oh, that's such a good, yeah, I, I have, yeah, I hate when earrings are, he- and they just like drop your ears all, all down. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. such a good idea. Wow. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> well, should we hop into our segment? You guys, you ready? Yeah, let's do ready. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we are going to talk about home decor, and my confession is that I don't actually sew home decor very often. And I don't know why. Um, I used to make cute little mini quilt wall hangings and all kinds of decorative things. Um, And these days, I feel like I'm just full throttle garments with a very occasional bag, like very occasional. So maybe let's start there. And this is a a question for the whole group. Um, How often do you sew for your home? I'll start. I I tend to sew for the home kind of seasonally. So maybe maybe two, three, if during a pandemic year, four or five. Right. Um, because I, I kind of get sick of the things that I'm looking at. And right. we're living really hard in, the, in this house. And I feel like things need to be freshened up uh, mm-hmm. a little more often. With like two kids, two teenagers, three dogs, stuff starts to look a little dingy. You know, the <laughs> things that we use, like the, the, the upholstered kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I think that I've done a little bit more sewing for the home. Lately. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I don't, I'm like Amanda, I don't sew an awful lot. I have a surprisingly large number of uh, table runners, which is actually only two, but considering how often I use table runners, yeah. that's a surprisingly that's, large number. Yeah, I was gonna say that's two more than I have. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> and uh, 
One of them was something that I made for a project at work just years ago, and then I brought it home after. And the other one um, was uh, Maywood Studios uh, sent one of their pods uh, for me to try out, and I made that, and I very much enjoyed it. Um, Both quilting projects, um, a lot of fun. I've also got a couple of pillows around, maybe, that I made... um, Mm-hmm. Usually with embroidery on them, usually creative machine embroidery um, magazine mm-hmm. things that then made their way into my house. Um, but most of the time, if I make home deck, it's I'm either cross stitching because I have been doing that more lately, or um, I have lots and lots of blankets that have been knitted or crocheted or something like that. So I make stuff for the home, but I don't usually sew very much for the home, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I- yeah, I feel like when I make home decor, I don't make it for myself. It's something that I do a lot for gifts because it's hard for me to sew mm. garments as gifts. So um, I, I've sewn my dad matching blanket and pillow. I've sewn a million tea towels for people embroidered and different things. So I feel like when I sew for the home, it's for other people and not myself. Yeah. That's a really good point. Like definitely yeah. a good gift thing to make. For sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I do pin pin- cushions count? Do pin do pin cushions count as something you sew for your home? I mean, they're sort of sewing yeah. supplies and they're sort of home decks. Sewing studio <laughs> I like think, decor. Yes, they're, if they're left out. Yeah. yeah. And if they're super cute, they definitely count. Oh, I for have sure. Super cute pin cushions for sure. <laughs> well, um, I think I'm in the same boat. I think I definitely have spent more time at home this year. Um been a long time and I'm definitely getting sick of looking at the same stuff over and over again but be that as it may I think I sewed two pillows this year and they were like super quick fabric remnant and they were actually for outside I feel like I've been doing more sewing for my porch and like outdoor living spaces than indoor living spaces um it's aspirational because I just want to be outside. <laughs> and until now, it's been too cold, so I'm ready. Me too. Mm-hmm. What is what is the most fulfilling thing that you've found about sewing for your home? Sadie, why don't you kick us off? I mean, I think for me, it's having something that's one of a kind and mm-hmm. unique. Um, and it, 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 it allows me to really take pride. Like I take a lot of pride in our home. And I think like similar to when I make garments and, you know, you, you, it gives you that sense of accomplishment and also pride when somebody comments on it and you're like, I made it. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of the same with the home deck. Yeah. I mean, I just really feel like, um, it, it adds like a level of creativity to our living space that is carried over from like garment sewing. And I just, I, I, I love it so much. Like when I see stuff in my home that I've made, it's, mm-hmm. it's a sense of pride for me, I think. Agreed. I'd say too, like with pillows, store-bought pillows are expensive. So expensive. So, so I mean, expensive. I feel like that's yeah. where you can, you can sometimes, you know, get that custom look that's unique to you, but also maybe save a little bit of money. Um, and I was thinking, I don't know if like quilts and lap, you know, lap quilts, blankets and things like that count, but those are definitely like in my kids' bedrooms. And I consider that part of their, yeah. um, oh, yeah, the core. That and that's, 
that's really, that's something I haven't done a lot of very recently, but that's something that's very fulfilling, you know, being able to like give something to them that keeps them warm at night. And, you know, it's, it's a little handmade hug. Um, I really like that aspect of it as well. Yeah. I was going to say a a fulfilling part of sewing for the home and it's, it's like other people can enjoy it as much as you do. Like if I'm making a jacket, no one's going to like love as much wearing it as I am. So everyone's like hugging the pillow or, you know, under the blanket or looking at um, the art on the wall. I just recently discovered uh, my embroidery machine can do like photo stitch. And so I did an embroidery of me in my wedding dress that I'm going to frame. And so I guess that's kind of home decor. Totally. Embroidered wall art. So I guess I made that recently, which was super cool. So everyone can enjoy it as much. no one's going to enjoy that my me-made amazing. sweatpants. <laughs> <It's Yeah>. like, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing, Meg. Wow. Yeah, that it's sounds super, really cool. I need to – I'll definitely add it. – it, it was the most – it, everyone like couldn't believe it. I was showing everybody – taking pictures and showing everybody. Uh, everybody. It, I got trained by um, – one of the head educators at Husqvarna Viking and she was walking me through some sort of at my Sonet, you can um, do custom embroideries. You can upload a photo and it translates it into stitches. It did take 10 hours to stitch, but it was Oh my gosh. That's cool. (laughs) That's so worth it. How many many thread colors? Thread colors, it was 15. Stitches, it was 250,000 stitches, but it it looks like a photograph. Uh, it is all embroidered. So I'm going, I want to do one for, um, each of my rabbits. I want to do bunnies past and present and future. I'll tell you all about that later. But I want to do a pillow of each uh, photo stitch of each bunny. uh, Oh, that's so So, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's a customization. Like, yeah, I just, I mean, I bought a bunny pillow, but now I can make one of my own bunny. Yeah, it's that customization, right. what you said, Sadie. It's mm-hmm. it, it, when it's you and your your pets that you want to – like, I feel like everyone buys something that reminds them of their pet for their home. Like, I would buy a bunny mug if I saw it at, you know, <laughs> the home store. So. Well, I, you know, my cat is – like, my, one of my cats is completely a normal – he's normal orange tabby, right? But my Mm. other cat is a dilute Torby and you never find those. They don't, they don't do like if if you go like customizable shirt, customizable mug, customizable, whatever. And you go and they've got a black cat and a tuxy cat and a tabby cat. And you're like, nothing here looks a dang thing like my cat. (laughs) And so that's, (laughs) I mean, that's really cool to be able to like take a picture and be like, this looks exactly like my cat. Thank you. Sorry, you, you got me on my, one of my rants. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, that's something we probably all share in common. We're, you know, pet lovers. We have mm-hmm. all the, the dogs and cats and bunnies. We, we cover everything mm-hmm. on this episode. <laughs> got a lot. <laughs> got a lot. Well, I guess, Kate, you've sure. um cat beds. That's that's definitely home decor, too. Oh, yeah, that's the true. cat beds. Yeah. I forgot about those. But, yeah, those are, those are fun to do. You get to work with really, really um, soft fabrics. And I don't know if I ever told oh, you the story, yes. but I had some leftover fabrics. So when my parents got a cat a year and a half ago, I um, sewed up an extra one for my parents' new cat. And uh, Maggie... Uh, my my cat uh, discovered me right after I had finished stuffing it, and right as I was sewing up the uh, the the slit through which I was doing the stuffing, and she just came over and sat on top of it, like on my leg on the bed, 
watching me sew up the <laughs> the opening. It was so cute and <laughs> hilarious because she has never been on one of those beds and she has not before, not since. Sorry. I'm just going off on random cat stories. You don't ever have, don't apologize. So speaking of, speaking of cats, um, what actually is very fulfilling (laughs) about my projects is when my cats appreciate them too. Um, They uh, really like to sit on, on quilted stuff. And so I put a quilted table runner on our coffee table and the cats go and sit on it. And that makes me feel good about myself because when Mm -hmm. cats like what you do, that makes you feel like a successful person. It's almost better than when humans, yeah. I'm sure Sadie with three dogs. Have you sewn anything for your dogs in the home decor sector? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I actually for Christmas I made that they're all so two of them are teacup chihuahuas. Oh, and um the third one is a chihuahua dachshund. So it's a chewini. Oh. And they are burrowers. They like to burrow mm-hmm. into blankets and and uh so I made them these little burrow beds. And so it's a dog bed that has a cover on the top that they can get in that stays attached to the bed. And like Kate said, like I got to use this really plushy, fuzzy. um, And it was the biggest hit. Like I, (laughs) I couldn't wait until Christmas. And so I, I finished them and I immediately gave it to them. And I have a picture, I think probably on my Instagram, but they're all three sitting in each of their individuals. They all three got their own and they're all posed in their little dog beds. And I was, and they love them to this day. Like it's the, it's been the best gift I've ever made and given to any living being ever. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to need that picture for the show. Yes, we are. Needing that picture. Yeah, we'll definitely (laughs) get So cute. So cute. Well, um, speaking of fulfilling, one of the things that we haven't really um, touched on yet is that there are all kinds of sustainable and reusable projects you can make for your home. So they're, you know, they're homemade, they have your custom touch, but they're also really great because you can reuse them. And Sadie, I know you do this quite a bit. Do you have any uh, favorite sustainable projects that you've made for your home? Well, um, I think my favorite is probably my vintage butterfly chairs that I have in yes. our living room. I love them. I love them so much. They're kind of a focal point to our living room. And the frames themselves I found at an estate sale. And I sanded them and wow. fin- uh, did some like tr- rust treatment and then painted them. But then I used some cow- a cowhide rug to make the seat cushions. Oh, wow. And those are my favorite. I think that's my favorite, you know, sustainable home deck project. Yep. Those but I have look- so many. I have so many. Because yeah. I love to use sheet. I love, I, I know similar to you, Amanda, like I'm a huge thrift store mm-hmm. junkie and I love buying old sheets and bedspreads. Mm-hmm. And, and so I have a lot of uh, kitchen linens that are repurposed yep. and that kind of stuff. Um, and speaking of pillows, uh, one of the things, cause they are so expensive to buy them yeah. new. And if you're going to make them, I, it, it takes a little bit of work, but I love to buy, there are so many pillows, like throw pillows at the thrift stores Oh yeah, and you have to kind of get in there. You have to unzip them. You have to look in, make sure yeah. they're kind of clean. I do the sniff test <laughs> and make sure that it's, you know, that it's a pro tip right there. That's a pro tip. But those make, I mean, that, that can be your insert and then oh, for sure. 
Yeah. It's so much more affordable than buying it all new. So and it's so easy to make a pillow. It's so easy. And it, it has like such a huge impact on the look of a room to mm-hmm. just freshen up the pillows. So, um, yeah. So my favorite is my butterfly chairs, but I'm constantly changing, you know, throw pillows and stuff like that. I just have a quick question about pillow. Do you do the pillow chop in the center? <laughs> you know, when you like the, when you lay this. Yes. Like, yeah. The staging chop. <laughs> yeah. I totally do the staging chop. Especially <laughs> with like my larger ones. I have oh, to chop yeah. it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Y'all are funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> On a related note, and um, I think this this very related to kind of the sustainable front is, I think, I don't know what it is, but I do think there's something extra fun about making home decor projects with upcycled fabrics. Like whether yeah. it's something, you know, unique or um, just, you know, there's, there's a lot of fabric in the thrift store that in prints and colors and things that you just wouldn't find new in a fabric store. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus it's got kind of that like already worn in look, yeah. which can be really, um, can provide kind of a unique aspect too. And then it's also really fun. And Sadie, I know you do a lot of this as well to like manipulate the fabric for home decor projects. So whether yeah. it's, you know, with bleaching or tie dyeing, um, I don't know why I don't do more of that. I feel like it's the perfect project you know, to, to try some of those techniques on like no pressure. If it doesn't work out, you just don't make a pillow. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of perfect stakes, for those kind of techniques. low stakes. You yeah. Don't invest yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. To, to experiment. Yep. Do you yeah. have any favorite fabric manipulation projects? I think my favorite, especially with thrifted fabrics and textiles, is to do like an over dye, mm. especially with printed stuff, because you can get a completely different look if you over dye it. Um, and then you can then you can over dye like especially with like sheets, you can over dye a port like a, a, a king size sheet or a queen size yeah. sheet is a ton of fabric. A ton of fabric. And sure. so you can manipulate a third of it one way and another third a different way by either maybe color removing or block printing on it or something and then leave a third the original because you fell in love with it for some reason and then you have three coordinating fabrics that then you can do some really fun stuff with like you could even just simply if it's a pillow you could put one on one side and one on the other like Mm -hmm. done and then you have this like amazing kind of totally unique. You upcycled it so you can feel good about it. And again, like going back to that fulfillment and that pride of like, you made it, it's sustainable. I don't know. It hits a lot of, it hits a lot of points for me when, Mm -hmm. when I can make stuff, you know, upcycle and make it from, from old things and turning it into new, beautiful things for my home. Yeah. I love that. And like, I feel like the fabric manipulation, like that's just the next level of customization and that next level of like, Creativity. Here is your hand in this finished project. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. Well, if you are, this is a question for everyone. Um, if you're buying new fabric to make home decor projects, um, what what are your favorite fabrics to have around your home? Well, I tend to do a lot of piecing for some reason when I do home deck. It's like the only thing oh, I fun. ever piece. Um, I I mean, I don't do a lot of piecing in general, but, um, so cottons are always, um, are always great. And I, you know, working, working at the magazines, I acquired so many sample size pieces of fabric that I just have like 
piles and piles that I can play with and, and uh, have a lot of fun with. Um, and then also, if I'm going for something more simple, I love linen. Linen for like a throw pillow mm. with embroidery on it mm-hmm. is just so, it's so classy. Um, unless the embroidery is really weird and then it's goofy. And that's also good because who doesn't love a little bit of goof in your house? Oh, you need some goofy home decor. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. Faux fur is my go-to home decor <laughs> fabric. Like oh, the money yeah. love to lick them. We, I just once got um, <laughs> Shannon Fabric sent me like a bolt of faux fur and I just rolled it off the boat, kind of like finished the, and I just threw it on the ground and it was a faux fur rug and oh, the bunnies would cuddle and lick it. And then I could get on the floor with them and we, uh, and I just love faux, like, that's the p- throw pillow and blanket I made my dad. He, lo- it's so cozy. I yeah. love faux fur mm-hmm. pillows and oh, I throws and oh. Fofur is my favorite home decor. Fofur is great. And, and <gasps> maybe minky. living in Canada, we love yeah, that Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Minky too. Minky is really oh, good. Minky too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not quite as luxurious as, as Fofur, but at the same time, it kind of is, especially if you, uh, if you don't want that long shag getting, like I use my throw pillows a lot as like back support when I'm watching TV and stuff. And if I had like a shaggy Fofur, I would get tangles. It would get ratty. Um, but Minky doesn't do that. I am actually surprised. I do like faux fur, especially for the winter. Yeah. We got um kind of a we got a gifted from Shannon Fabrics a uh, faux fur blanket and everyone in my family we like fought over it all winter <laughs> long. Um it's you know we've loved it and then you know you can just throw it on to go outside and you've got your instant Game of Thrones yes. costume. <laughs> You're ready to go. Um but I I also I think warmer weather. I love linen. Um, I have a lot of linen curtains and I have made some and I have bought some, but linen curtains, there's something really lovely about that. Any kind of like hand-woven textiles. I really like like nubby, hand-woven looking Mm -hmm. fabrics uh, for the home. And I've also really been inspired lately. Um, We've got an issue of Sonu's coming up that focuses on denim and we've got some really great denim home decor. And I feel like that's that's not a fabric that I would have thought about for the home, but it's pretty perfect for kids. I mean, it's very washable. Um, It it wears in, it can be really soft. And I just, I don't know. I love, I love denim so much, but I, I think I need, that might have to go on my my list for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How about you, yeah, Sadie? Definitely. I like having a, some sort of natural colored fabric in my stash. So if it's like a, a midweight canvas mm-hmm. or canvas a duck, like a, a cotton duck. Yeah. Um, I love and that if it's, too. Yeah. Because if it's in it and in the natural state and kind of like an unbleached mm-hmm. natural state, yeah. then it becomes super versatile in fabric manipulation like you can Mm -hmm. block print on it you can dye it um and then going back to something that Megan said you know I make a lot of home deck kind of gifts Mm -hmm. and some having like a stash of a few yards of something really basic like that can can become pretty much anything and fit anyone's personal style if you're giving it as a gift or if you know their style I can manipulate it in a way that Mm -hmm. works for them so I like having some of that in my stash. And whenever I can find it on sale, I'll usually grab a couple yards of it because it's just always so perfect for mm-hmm. 
things like last minute, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sitting, yeah. Sorry, I, you mentioned curtains, Amanda, like linen yeah. curtains. I'm just sitting here. I moved my desk, my computer into Julian's old studio, and he has dollar store plastic shower curtains as his curtains <laughs> in the window. And I'm <laughs> sitting here as you're saying, I'm like, I should really make some linen curtains. It looks like yeah. Dexter. <laughs> 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 that's uh, hilarious in the meantime yeah. i'm sitting here thinking about some chiffon remnants i picked up at colorado fabrics before it closed and Ooh. now i'm thinking maybe i need some magenta chiffon curtains yeah you yes. do yes you do i always <laughs> forget about curtains that that's so, there's just so many things that you can make for the home amazing yeah. and, and the curtains totally. are really easy too they're just a lot more fabric than a pillow oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sadie, I was going to mention that I've I've follow you and I know that you also do um, home decor projects with using your cutting machine, which is something that I haven't done oh, a whole lot of. Yeah. But yeah, lots of tea towels and customization options with those. Um, I really loved your Schitt's Creek series <laughs> that you. you did. They're so good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, those are so much fun. Those were a huge hit yeah. over the the. Um, holiday gift giving time too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a huge fan of that show. So yes. they were really fun, but yeah, I love my cutting machine and I use it all the time for uh, home deck. I love that. Um, I, my inspiration list is just getting longer and longer and mm-hmm. longer. Um, this question wasn't originally on our script, but I thought of it later and I was curious to hear um, if there are any home decor trends that you guys are loving right now. I feel like I tend not to follow home decor trends as closely. Like I don't change my home stuff out as regularly as I do my garments. Um, mm-hmm. But I, uh, two things I was thinking about is that I have seen a lot of like hand woven looking fabrics mm-hmm. right now. A lot of and like macrame and um, all it's of that. It's kind of like a boho vibe. Yes, I kind of like, like the boho yeah. vibe. And also, I've also seen a lot of. Um, really graphic prints like black and white, which is mm-hmm. what I'm wearing all yeah. the time. Um, but I, I feel like there's a lot of that right now and mm-hmm. I love it. I actually just looked up um, before the episode, I was looking up home decor trends and Etsy did a nice roundup from oh, kind cool. of handmade home home decor trends and checkered prints like is really popular, like black and white checkered print pillows and coasters and all sorts of that kind of graphic, really bold mm-hmm. uh, contrasting uh pieces as well as which is my I love uh mushroom motifs it has like little mushroom lamps yes. and there's little mushroom wallpaper I think mushrooms are just so cute I like there's like the cutest little things that uh and little pillows and art pieces like oh I just love that <laughs> I'm I for one I'm glad that mushrooms have come back because I was <laughs> worried <laughs> they were so big I don't know 10 years yeah. ago or something and I actually I have a lot of little like mushroom wall hangings and mm-hmm. things that I made and some little needle felted mushrooms um but I yeah I'm happy to see them back but I thought for sure you were gonna say that you were happy to see that lime green was on the list Meg oh I, I just always assume it's it's on the, always on the list in my house <laughs> <laughs> finally now that we have all of the creative juices flowing do you have a bucket list home decor project on your on your brain for the summer or whenever, whenever you get to it, whenever you have time? I do. I actually you had mentioned earlier the wall hangings. And so one of my make nine this year okay. is a quilted wall hanging. Nice. We have this really unattractive um, electrical box 
uh, in our hallway. Mm-hmm. And it's this really, it's crazy tall, but super thin. And it has this like industrial gray door on it. Mm-hmm. And it's so ugly, but you see, it's the first thing you see when you come in from the garage and you walk down the hall, like that's what you see. And it's not an, a standard size that I can just buy like a poster size or something like yeah. the, the wall is the wall is small but this box is huge so it's just really weird and so I need to do something custom there and I haven't decided yet if I'm going to design it myself or if I'm just going to search for somebody else's design that's super cool but that that's on my bucket list is to make a, a wall hanging yeah. Meg how about you Mine is uh, like a sitting poof. I really want to, because we have yeah. this blank space in our in our loft. And um, when we can have people over again, we can fit a lot of people. And I think a poof is just, and I could just see myself um, on, and I could see my bunnies hopping on, hopping on it. Every morning, my current bunny, I have this, I do like virtual like step classes and I have a step and he hops on it every morning. He loves to hop on and off and on and off. <laughs> and so I think a little poof he would love and he likes to be elevated. So, and I need to, I have so many of those little scraps. The perfect way to stuff yep. the poof is with scraps. And, and also I want to make it in faux fur, like at least the top. I think, <laughs> um, fall, yeah. oops, I hit my mic. Uh, um, getting so excited. <laughs> the top <laughs> definitely needs to be faux fur and then maybe something cool around it. So a poof is, is mine. You can just put your feet on it. You can just, yeah. on the couch, put your feet on it. We always fight over one part of our couch as the chaise lounge. Yeah, so we always yeah. fight over it, but we all can be comfy with a poof. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. One, because I also really love step aerobics, and I didn't know that you did, and that's kind of awesome. Um, we need to sew some leotards. Oh, and oh yeah. Two, um, I have a poof on my list as well, because I think, yeah, oh, total nice, like... Yeah. Perfect way to hide your scraps. Yep. My scrap bin is getting insurmountable. And um, yeah, like a denim poof for oh, our, yes. we've kind of got a sunroom that's kind of half porch, half interior room. And um, that would be perfect for that. But I've also been dreaming about, I don't know if I'll ever do this, but I have seen a few tutorials making like hammock chairs or like oh, yeah. hanging oh, yeah. chairs, which I feel like could be like looks pretty easy i mean i guess there's um mm. there's the added danger that it could break and you could yeah. fall well, julian built a swing for our place. i know i love yeah. your swing a- but- anyone who comes over like they they're wanting to swing in the swing i yeah like i sw- sometimes when i'm just talking chit-chatting on the phone you just swing on a swing and you can get yeah. pretty high so you could yeah, yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll be fine <laughs> well i'm uh i'm definitely i'm a hammock person oh yeah and so i was just thinking like that would be a dreamy project for our back porch yeah, like mm-hmm. chair. oh that would be yeah. awesome yeah i feel like you could do it right like mm-hmm. some grommets i feel like rope. if it's indoor outdoor you definitely have some nice structural like yeah. beams or something you could uh screwed into yeah. yeah so that's on the someday list i don't know if it'll happen what about you kate Wow, you guys have um, really big plans, and <laughs> honestly, I'm I'm super jealous that you got to me last because I kind of like the poof idea too. And yeah, I was sitting here it. when Meg was talking. I'm like, train. I'm like, okay, so you remember that pillow we had in So News a few? Uh, it was like last year, I think. That was the uh, denim hexagons the denim that were one? pieced together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the I pants to pillow. Make, I think yeah, the awesome. pants to pillow. I would love to make a. <laughs> poof version of that i i feel like that would be um yeah. yeah i mean i guess it kind of is a poof i would just like to make it smaller yeah because it it is really epically small large poof. yeah small small poof or something like that um there's a oh my gosh that there's a quilt store uh, fairly near me that my mom loves to go to 
and I've gone with her a couple times recently, and they've got this um, this tufted poof class that they do that it's like two two day class, and it's and it's Ooh. these little thin strips that and it's round and and it's got a, a button in the middle, and it's so cute, and I love it so much, and I would love to do something like that someday. Um, but really, if I manage to finish my current cross stitch project and actually make it into a throw pillow, I'm going to be pretty proud of myself. So, bucket list mm-hmm. versus reality. Hmm. I just had yeah. an idea. Poof swing. You just Poof attach swing. like some, like, uh, sew some little straps on the, I mean, yes. <laughs> and it would kind of be also, I... yeah, you would probably cocoon around you. It's like all of my dreams are coming true right now. <laughs> I just have to make it. So we'll see about that. Well, I think, um, job well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I am thoroughly inspired. I have to think that maybe you guys are, maybe our listeners are as well. Um, this is definitely getting the juices flowing. So that's what I was hoping for. This is definitely a selfish episode topic. Uh, Amanda uses the uh, the podcast to uh, inspire her when she doesn't know what to do with something. Yeah, I totally do. Yeah, I'm I not, not sorry. Um, let's Nor take a little be. break. Yeah, let's take a little break and then we'll come back and talk about um, Sojo and all the other things. Hey again, listeners, Amanda here. This episode of Sew and Tell is brought to you by FOF. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I chatted with educator Mickey Hudson about the brand new FOF Admire Air 7000 Serger and its amazing one-touch air threader button. The one-touch air threading is amazing. So, I mean, I know uh, serger owners who have more than one serger because they don't like threading. So they'll have one threaded for yeah. white, one threaded for black. And now it's not even a problem now. You just push a button and it's, whew, it just takes seconds. It's amazing. That's awesome. So cool, right? Stick around for the interview at the end of the show to find out more. Welcome back, everyone. It is now time for our favorite part of the show, our Sojo segment. Um, this is where we talk about what's giving us our sewing inspiration. I feel like there <laughs> might be some home deck coming up in this. Um, so let's, I, I'm not going to throw Sadie under the bus when making her go first. Um, Meg, why don't you go first for us? Well, I have, I just tiled together my Roscoe dress and I have this lime green fluorescent pink and black floral. It's like this graphic floral and I'm going to make like the maxi long dress version. So uh, that's what I'm just diving into right now. That's how it's going to be amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I know. Actually, the Roscoe was on my when my Make Nine as well. So Sadie and I are Mine knocking too. off. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I know Amanda and Kate have made so like they just rave about this pattern. I've had yeah. it printed for seven months, <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. today I dialed it. Same. Same. And I, yeah, your yours has has uh, inspired mine. So I've I've been dying Ooh. to make one. Yeah. I was. It, this close to being like, hey, look, I'm wearing a Roscoe right now, except I'm totally not. That was earlier uh, no. today before I took my shower. <laughs> I y'all know I love that pattern. Oh, I have had so it in so many ways. I even have one I haven't even shared yet, and I almost <gasps> wore it today. It's Ooh. black and white. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. yep. All right. Well, Sadie, how about you? What's giving you your sojo today? Well, now that the weather is finally changing, mm-hmm. uh, I've also been moving my thoughts to outside and mm-hmm. um, hopefully to save a little money because just like 
throw pillows for the house, patio furniture cushions are insanely expensive. Mm. And yeah. uh, so I am, I'm starting with our outdoor pillows, but I think I'm going to be doing kind of like all of the cushions. So that's my, I've already got the fabric and um, debating on how I want to do the closure, if I'm going to be lazy or not on a full zipper or not. But anyway, that's, that's my, that's my sojo because I am dying to get outside. I want to be, I even, I even contemplated getting a huge long extension cord and wondering if I could take my machine outside (laughs) (laughs) because I really just want to be outside. So it's so tempting, isn't it? Yes. It's the lugging everything else. Like the machine's kind of the easy part. It's all the little things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've seen people on social just at least get the pattern tiling and like just cut like just that yeah those that kind of grunt work just doing that outside too so yeah that could yeah be I I'm thinking about it definitely mm-hmm. yeah I've I definitely sew on my back porch occasionally yeah oh, and I've done cool. some pattern tiling on my back porch as well that's just that's a nice task you can do anywhere but yeah. it, it is it is a chore um, that reminds me I totally forgot of a good project I did home decor I found um kind of a mid-century modern chair in the alleyway and it had no cushions and totally like my husband was so happy with me to be carrying this like chair frame (laughs) I found in the alley home and I was like no no I'm actually gonna but I I repainted it and I made cushions for it um but it, it kind of needs a refresh so that might have to go on my list but that was that was a good that was it was definitely um you know, more of an involved project, making those kind of upholstered seat cushions more involved than I thought it was going to be. But definitely, I'm I'm so proud of that chair. Like we're still using it, and nice, cool, um, yeah, yeah. Well, that was a good story. But how yes. about your soja? <laughs> what is giving you your soja right now, man? Was that a, was that a Meg style segue right there? Um, that was that a segue. Was great. <laughs> um, I want to make like some poofs, of course because this episode has got my, me thinking. But I also um, am making some gingham pants, <gasps> which cute. I'm really excited about. This was like my most hotly contested story poll I've ever had. And people were like, do not make pants with that fabric. Because um, it's it's just this really pretty yellow um, gingham. Was that a tablecloth? No, but oh, it totally looks sorry. like it could be. <laughs> it's like total picnic. Oh, I love it. I, but, I would totally wear pants like that. But and I, I love gingham pants. I yes. I don't have any and I and I but I've done research. I've seen a couple people making gingham pants right now. Because <laughs> um, I was like, does it work? Does it just look like you're gonna be golfing or does it look like you can actually rock it? But I'm I bit the bullet. I'm cut it out. I just need to sew them up and they're gonna be like a little funky for me and a little bit I love them. You know, I, I mean cheery the yellow ants might be more attracted to you than You're right <laughs> the ants will be marching exactly so we'll see I'm wearing, I'm wearing gingham pants right now oh look, look at you gingham pants those are amazing I love them. <laughs> those are cool and I just I just made really large um it's like a it's a buffalo yeah. plaid oh type. nice yeah yeah love I love that People might think they're they're tablecloths, but I think they're so cute. And it's the it's again, it's that graphic thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll and see. You can wear those with anything. I'll let you know how it turns out. I feel like it's gonna be uncharacteristically cheerful for me, but <laughs> I'm gonna try to rock them well, anyway. It's good if they come like back in style because it is you can find such cheap thrifted tablecloths and make them. So you it's don't true. have to buy new fabric for uh 
orging on that. I love those. I have a really funny story about this. So a few years ago, I made a blouse. I don't know. Well, actually, since I'm in my closet, I can show you. So it's right here. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. It's like the drinking blouse. Yeah, yeah. So I wore it for like a date night with my husband and we went uh, downtown to uh, an Italian restaurant and we're sitting there and we were oh, no. having wine and and I and I just started cracking up and my husband's like what's wrong and I was like I matched the like to the the same scale <laughs> the color I matched the tablecloth like I, I was that. sitting there and and we were both dying laughing because it was just the funniest it was like a I floating I, head just yes <laughs> or it's like it was planned or what it looks like you know how people tuck the tablecloth exactly. <laughs> like I like I quickly like draped this blouse out of the out of the tablecloth while we were eating just cut it like, out ma'am did you just <laughs> yes I did <laughs> Oh, that's uh, funny. Uh, <laughs> yay, gingham. Yay, well, if you yay. spill wine all over your blouse, you know where you just kind of... Yes, yeah, exactly. More fabric. <laughs> <came in there>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love... I wish I saw that. Uh, yes, it was pretty, pretty funny. I think maybe I think maybe the, the staff was laughing at me. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, as oh. long as you were laughing at yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, <Always>. hysterically. <laughs> Well, that's a little hard to follow. Um, yeah. I'm not making any gingham pants or anything that hopefully will be matching any tablecloths. Um, I am. I finally cut out last, uh, you may remember that last summer I uh, got a couple of um, pieces of linen to make some uh some elastic waist summer pants and elastic waist mm. summer pants I am now going to make with my linen. I've got a pair of Pagosa pants cut out and Ooh. ready to start stitching. And luckily those go real fast. And um, then also my husband and I had a impulse buying visit to Joann's and we came home with a whole bunch of brightly colored Ooh, mask fabric to get us some uh, to get us some new masks for the upcoming season so um, I have this whole set of watermelon print things that I'm super excited about so nice not uh, not quite gingham pants but what are you gonna do <laughs> what color what color are your pagosa pants gonna be what color is the linen um it is it's like um the weft is I think white and the um wharf is navy blue. So um it kind of comes out to a mid blue. Um yeah. That sounds gorgeous. Yeah, so it's, it's nice. nice I'm still wo- or that woven yeah, look to it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I'm I'm still trying to figure out exactly what thread I want to use if I can find a mid-range blue or if I just go straight for navy or something. Um so yeah, it's kind of a almost a denim look, but not quite. They'll be cute. All right, let's uh, hop into our Sew and Tell segment. Last episode, we asked you, what serger skills are you working on? And we got some great responses. Meg, why don't you start us off? Yeah, we heard from String Thing, which I love that IG Mm -hmm. handle. That's so cute. (laughs) And they said, I just got a new serger. So basically all of them. I'm trying to figure out when different stitches are appropriate and where my serger fits into my workflow. Just, yeah. For sure. How it kind of goes in when you surge and when you, yep. you know, mm-hmm. when you like, my thing is always, do I 
do you surge your allowances before you sew or then when yes. you to get like, yeah, if, <laughs> but I guess that's only if you're pressing them open. Like there's lots of, I don't remember well, when I first got my serger, I was surging allowances when they were pressed open. It was really difficult. So for sure. I mean, I, my personal thing is I surge all of my edges before I start um, yeah. sewing, but that's me. That's, that's not like the rule. Yeah. That's what I do personally. So yeah. All right, um, Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. We also heard from Michelle Sharp 77, who said, threading my Bernina L890. <laughs> Jealous. Um, I have the easiest one. And in my live virtual class, I still didn't get it by the end. And the others had manual threaders. I'm sure I just convinced all of them that they had the best machine. <laughs> Man, no matter what kind of machine you have, I feel like threading a serger is just... Mm-hmm. The it's worst. A, it's a chore. And it's... It is. Um, even with the air threader, like it can, it's still... Oh, feels like getting the cat. air to actually... Yeah. Ca- like, uh, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Never fun. Well, Never fun. and the more times you do it, the less afraid of it you are, except yeah. when you're like, okay, it came unthreaded. I don't care. I'm not afraid of it. And then, you know, 40 minutes later, you're still trying to get the underlooper to thread and stay threaded and you're Ugh. ready to rip your hair out and start screaming. Um, it happens to the best of us. It really does. I'm sure if we had Katrina yeah. here, she would tell us that occasionally her threading her serger gives her terrible problems. Uh, so She's no worries. Like my serger therapist. I think no, she, I don't think she would have any, like nothing. Uh, she can work her magic on any. So she goes, Oh, it's a breeze for me every time. Like, <laughs> All right. Well, it's like maybe. Tiger Woods saying that, like hitting a golf ball is like, it's always just perfect. Sometimes I whiff <laughs> it. <laughs> we also heard from Juniper Creative who said, Thanks a lot for this episode. I tried the flat, flat lock stitch instantly. Usually I really hate hemming on elastic fabrics, which I always have done on my sewing machine. The flat lock stitch is such a great improvement. This motivates me a lot to learn more about how to use my serger, which I just love that comment because that's what we were hoping for. Yay. Yes. Yeah. So good job, guys. Thanks, I- Katrina. <laughs> I know I haven't done it yet either. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking about it, but my, uh, li- like I mentioned in the last episode, my serger lives in a box and I only get it out for very specific occasions and I keep forgetting to do it when I've got it out. So, <sighs> yeah, All I right. can only imagine the answers that we're going to read next, next week that are going to be like, oh, Sadie said this and then I tried that and then I did <laughs> and then seriously. I <laughs> Fingers crossed. Speaking of, this week's question is, what's on your home sewing bucket list? Or what have you already enjoyed making? Yeah. Um, let, us, let us know about your, your home sewing goals and accomplishments, and we want to hear all of it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That was such a fun conversation, you guys. Sadie, thank you so much for joining us. It is always so a pleasure welcome. to chat with you. You're, yes. you're so inspiring. Um, I'm wondering, uh, where can our listeners see and find more from you? Yeah, my website is sadiefox.com. And everywhere else on social media, I'm Sadie Fox Studio. So on Instagram, it's at Sadie Fox Studio and Pinterest and all the others. So pretty consistent. Awesome. Love that. Um, We have some exciting things going on on SoDaily.com. This month, we are kicking off our summer sew along um, with the Oso Tank, which I am kind of in love with. Meg, how many have you made? Uh, I was just about to say, it's oh so cute. It's oh so cute. (laughs) (laughs) And I've made four, I think, no, five, four or five. Yeah, I've made it so okay. It's just (laughs) kidding. 
<laughs> we, lost it. <laughs> we need to record in the evening more often. I know. <laughs> it's I like know. late for me. It's like <laughs> 6 30, my uh, PM, my time. Uh, but I think, yeah, it's uh, this has been so much fun to even record at night. But I've made so many of of the those so tanks it's very cute very versatile and mm-hmm. hackable for sure i've made yes no i've made no two versions the same let's just say that <laughs> me too i think i'm up to three but i oh, have nice. more planned um so join that and also don't forget to check us out on youtube at so daily network meg is doing some awesome fashion sketching we're yeah. revisiting some terrific style revive episodes and we'll have some new things mm-hmm. launching there soon so Join us there. Yeah, I'm filming. I'm starting filming season three next week. So that'll be up soon. We're really upping. Um, there's more cameras involved there. We're really stepping it up this season. And the ideas have really, I've had a lot, a lot of time since season two to really ramp it up and really curate each episode. And I'm super, super excited. And with the season three of uh, Style Revive, I kind of teased it in the beginning. I know I share my bunny <laughs> journey a lot of, but we're adding a new bunny to Yay! our our Yay! little bunny family. Um, yeah, so yeah, Julian used to work at the Humane Society and his past coworkers, a big bunny came in and flooding messages and Julian you have Julian you have to see this rabbit that just you have to and so we had a virtual meet and greet and we fell in love and he's huge and you know Bubby just needs it's just nice for bunnies to have a pair bunny you know he's yeah he's lonely so we're excited more bunnies to have around the studio when is when is the new bunny coming this weekend so he might Yay. make a cameo in season three. Yes, though, uh, we always try and get funny shots. <laughs> I know, then, so. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, yeah. Do you know what what his name will be yet? Um, I, we're thinking we're going to name him Billy. Bill. He's a b- little boy. Oh, I love him. Yeah, He's <laughs> love really him sweet. already. Yeah, love him already. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're going to need pictures. Oh week. yes, in the 100%. show notes. Yeah, and in my sure. inbox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll be all over my Instagram for sure. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but oh, thank you so much, Sadie. Yeah, so good thank seeing you for you. having I, me. Yeah, I see all your. Pro- it's so good to like talk to you face to face, and you're so inspiring, and also yeah. so jealous of your closet, your walk-in closet. Oh. <laughs> It's amazing. It has a window. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. I know. I cried when when we we've only lived in this house two years, and I cried when I saw the clock. I would cry too. I'm happy. <laughs> yes. And, and what percentage well, of it is your of you guys. clothes? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Even all mine. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Live in the dream. Live in the dream. <laughs> the closet dream. <laughs> Well, until next time, everybody. Yes. Happy stitching. Happy, happy stitching. Happy, happy poof sewing. <laughs> Welcome to Meet the Machine. Today, we are going to talk with full-time educator for SVP, Mickey Hudson, about the new Foff Admire Air 7000. Welcome, Mickey. Tell us a little bit about the work you do for SVP. Well, hi, everyone. What I do for SVP is I actually just have the best job in the world. Um, I get to travel (laughs) all over the country. I get to teach uh, sewing. I get to share my passion. I get to show new tips and tricks and new features and all the new technology that's out. It's, It's really the best job. 
That sounds pretty dreamy. Um, And you also do a good bit of sewing for fun when you're not teaching about sewing, inspiring people to sew, all of that. You you do some yourself as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, I love to sew. I've always loved to sew, even back before I even knew what I was doing. Um, But I am also the type that if somebody comes to me with a button that needs to be replaced, I'm just going to make a new shirt. (laughs) I just, I would rather just start from scratch. And now I have two grandchildren, so I get to sew for them a lot, which is is so fun. So yeah, that is, I do get to sew for fun. Do you sew um, garments, quilts, bags, all of it? What's your favorite? All of it. Um, I started in the garment world. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually do have a little bit of industrial background as well, which serves me well. Um, And then I moved into quilting and then into embroidery. And it was funny because each phase of each step, when I sewed clothes, it's like, I'm never going to do quilting. And then I found quilting and it was like, woo. And then it was like, I'm never going to do embroidery. And then I found embroidery. It was like, woo. And then it was like, I'm never going to add the software. Then I added the software. And it's like, everything is just so fun. Yeah. And so now for about 20 years, I have moved past the I'm never gonna into, I'm just going to try it and see what happens because it really is. Everything is so exciting. I feel the same way about jumpsuits. I was a never going to sew jumpsuits kind of person. And now I love them. And I, I feel like I feel like you just do that. And then eventually, yeah, you learn to never say never. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about this new machine. I think with sergers in particular, I tend to be a very kind of mechanical machine oriented person. But this machine has so many features that I, I am starting to envision how stepping up a little bit could make my life a little bit easier. And I love the fact that this machine is purple. Like it's just, I think I'm, I don't know. I love, I love um, color when it comes to my machines and, you know, most of them are white. I love that this is like a nice bold color as well as the touchscreen console. Um, Definitely seeing a good number of sergers out there with this functionality. And it really seems like, you know, sergers for a long time seem to be largely mechanical. And now we're seeing them with these kind of higher end technology that's usually been a part of the more conventional, regular sewing machines. Is that a trend that you're also seeing? Well, yes. Uh, Like I said, I have a history of a a touch of the industrial sewing world. And when it comes to the garment construction, and when you're just using it for that, for many of us, the mechanical, like that's fine. The serger used to be something that you use just for construction. Well, we've taken that and we do use all kinds of decorative ways mm-hmm, and we just absolutely. use it all, all different ways. So having that color touch console uh, really does allow the ease of use because you can flip through stitches and not have to memorize your whole owner's manual where all the mm-hmm. stitches are. So it is right. really, really nice. A- aside from the, the color touch screen is the one touch threading that we have. Mm-hmm. It is the one touch air threading is amazing. So, yeah. I mean, I know uh, serger owners who have more than one serger because they don't like threading. So they'll have one threaded for yeah. white, one threaded for black. And now it's not even a problem. Now you just push a button and it's, whew, it just takes seconds. It's amazing. That's awesome. What are some of your other favorite features about the Admire Air? So the automatic tensions is another 
Oh, nice. Uh, wonderful thing. I mean, once you start getting bold, then you start fiddling with tension. So we still have that ability. <laughs> but I love the fact that it's automatic because I, I'm a, I'm a gas and go. I want to sit yeah, and do what I want to do. And so it really is amazing. Um, the stability. This is another thing that you don't really notice unless you've sewn on a older serger. They have redesigned the base of it so that you can go pedal to the metal and you're not chasing it. It it stays put. It doesn't bounce off the table mm-hmm. the way some of the older ones do. And then the electronic piercing power. So it has more power. So you can really throw any kind of fabric or project or anything under the, the needle and it's going to sew beautifully. And so I think that was three, but I also do need to mention the knee lift. So Yes, I was checking this machine out and thinking to myself, hmm, I don't have a knee lift um, and maybe I need one because I, I think when I'm at the serger, I often am kind of in batch sewing mode. Like I like to do what as many steps as I can at a time before switching back and forth between that and the sewing machine. And I was kind of finishing the edges of some patch pockets the other day and thinking this would be a moment when you're kind of pivoting around that corner when a knee lift would be so handy to have. So definitely a feature that kind of caught my eye. Um, Let's do talk a little bit about um, the free arm on this machine. You know, I have small kids in my life. I occasionally sew them garments. I should do it more. But I'm always surprised when I'm making garments for them and I get to those finishing steps and I'm trying to get them onto my serger and you just forget how little those armholes are and and the neck holes on little kids' clothing. So um, the free arm aspect is definitely appealing to me. It is really appealing. There's ways to make bias tape where you sew two corners triangles together and then you can zip up one side and with the machine unthreaded, you just run it through the cutter and that that free arm is awesome for that because it Whoa. just runs around and it makes piles of bias tape. It's just it's like the continuous bias tape. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I, cool. I use it for larger projects as well as smaller because I can feed it right back through. Mm-hmm. And so it ends up in my lap versus out behind. So it depends on the project that I'm working on. But yeah, that free arm is really awesome. Yeah. I know I'm I'm forever trying to figure out, okay, well, which way do I need to turn it to get it under there so that it feeds well? And it's just, I, I feel like free arm would, would definitely help me out. Um, this machine also has uh, 26 stitches, including cover stitch and chain stitch. Can you talk a little bit about what the conversion process is like for this machine going from standard overlock to cover stitch? The conversion from standard to cover stitch in the past has been a struggle for many. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, this is, like my husband calls it, it's a no-brainer. It is <laughs> It is so easy. Everything is so labeled and in front of you. And it it's literally just a couple of flips of the switch. And then with air threading, it takes care of everything else. It's just mm. really, really easy. So... I could, you can flip that back and forth now without any problem whatsoever. It's very fast. I love the idea of a machine that can do it all and really is kind of all purpose um, in that way. Do you have any favorite stitches? Speaking of stitches? Well, my personal favorite is probably the flat lock because mm-hmm. I it can be used for so many things. It can be used for heavier fabrics like fleece. Um, it, 
like you want to make a little fleece slippers or fleece jacket, everything lays flat. But my favorite way to use it is decorative. So I use it to piece huh. quilts. I use it mm-hmm. to embellish fabric and throw a little thread or yarn, uh, feed it through afterwards, and it's just gorgeous. So yeah, the flat lock, in my opinion, it's the most versatile. I use it in so many different ways. I was I was looking through the list and I noticed there was a Pico Edge stitch. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you talk to us a little bit about that and how that stitch works? Well, the, the Pico Edge stitch, I actually kind of call it the baby six sister of the rolled edge. Yeah, because the rolled edge is is very filled and it's very you can be used as decorative and it's really finishing. And the pico edge is more when you want that little edge, but you want it to be lightweight and you don't want it to be the decorative uh, feature of it. You just want to kind of keep it all clean. And that's why I call it the baby sister, because they're very, very similar. But one is much more bold and decorative than the other one. That would sounds like that would be a really nice pick for like. Lighter weight fabrics, particularly yes. for spring and summer sewing, which yes, I absolutely. definitely I have it on the brain. Finally, let's talk a little bit about um, some of the other features on this machine. One thing that um, I don't currently have on my machine uh, is speed control. It's basically, you know, there's a little bit of control with the with the foot, but it's really not very scientific. And I often I, I go too fast or I'm, I realize that I'm going really slowly. Um, it's definitely not the most efficient thing, but this machine has that capacity. Yes. And and like you said, it's, it's, it's like driving through a restricted speed limit. You know, you're supposed to slow down, but sometimes <laughs> you're just a little lead foot. And for me, I am completely lead foot. So yeah. I love to have the speed control because it keeps me under control. And also, um, this machine has stitch memory, which is a yes. function I love because I think with a um, with a more mechanical serger, you have to make your notes. You have to have your sticky note mm-hmm. about where everything, how everything is set up, and then hopefully you don't lose your sticky note. Um, <laughs> but with this, you can just store it right in the machine. Right there's thirty spaces, thirty slots of memory, so it has twenty six built in. But there's 30 spaces for more. So it's like 56 different stitches. And for somebody that's new to the serger, uh, and they hear us talking about our favorite stitches and changing things, that's probably pretty scary. But it does become one of those things going, once you start getting confidence and you start playing, you do develop those stitches. You know, it's like, oh, I want to save this. That's awesome. I am definitely, I'm one of those people. I mean, I've been using a serger for a long time, but I tend not to get too fancy or fiddle too much with um, what stitches that I'm using. But that's that's on my goal list for the summer. One of the things about the, the LCD uh, screen is you can fiddle all you want because the default settings are there for you. So you can just pop it right back and it'll let you know back when you're normal. Uh, so yeah, it's really a great place to be adventurous because it's got that's, you back. Mm-hmm. That's such a good point because once you fiddle and you try to backtrack to normal, that that is actually might be more scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, this machine is beautiful and just kind of awe-inspiring in all that it can do. I'm really, um, it's really awesome to see um, sergers kind of getting some of that, those high technology treatments and getting getting love because they are a functional machine, but they deserve to be pretty and amazing and awe-inspiring too. I consider it to be as vital as a microwave in a kitchen. They work really in tandem with the sewing machine. It's a necessity in my book. Absolutely. <laughs> it really is. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge, um, talking with us about this amazing machine. Um, we love talking about machines. All of yes, this nitty gritty <laughs> is definitely um, right up my alley. And it was lovely to chat with you. Um, I also thank you to SVP. You guys are just allow us to do a lot of awesome things. Um, and we do some great work together. So thank you to you. Thank you to SVP and tune in next time. Thank you for having me. For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sewandtell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a Sew Daily podcast and produced by Golden Peak Media. It's hosted and produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Daisha Clay is our producer. Director of podcasts is Jared Mayer. Tiffany Warble is director of content. Kelsey Ratterman handles our marketing, and Andrea Lotz does all things digital. If you'd like more information on sponsoring or advertising on Sew and Tell, go to goldenpeakmedia.com.